Reading Cafe, the podcast from Holy Cross High School that aims to get people talking about reading. Only yesterday, we received the amazing news that Holy Cross has achieved the Silver Reading School Award, which really is the best Christmas gift ever to our librarian and English department staff. It really is beginning to look a lot like Christmas at the Reading Cafe. So don't worry, we have the perfect present for you, an interview with the writer Aisha Bushby, author of A Pocket Full of Stars and A Flash of Fireflies. Aisha started writing fan fiction when she was 13, before eventually trying her own original stories. She now writes children's books with magic in them. When she isn't writing or reading, she says she's probably playing video games or watching TV shows and films. She likes miniatures, crochet and pretty much any craft that requires yarn. She also loves cats and frogs. We felt like all of our Christmases had come at once to be able to talk to Aisha about her books for this episode of The Reading Cafe, and it was made extra special by the appearance of P7s from two of the Holy Cross Catchment Primary Schools, St John the Baptist and my old school, St Bride's Bobble. It was brilliant to meet the Primary 7s and I'm sure they'll now be eager to become reading leaders after having such a brilliant experience recording the podcast. We were also treated to a reading from Isha Bishby's new book, A Flash of Fireflies, and she gave us some fascinating insight into the origins of the story. And after hearing this episode, this book will be the one you hope to find under the Christmas tree on the 25th of December. The weather outside might be frightful, but we're sure you will find today's Reading Cafe podcast truly delightful. Get yourself cosy in front of the fire and enjoy our chat with Adrian Prize nominee Aisha Bishby. Okay, hello, uh, my name's Elsa. Um, I'm an S4 here at Holy Cross, and I am joined by two of our S2s today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, hi, I'm Lorena. And I'm Daisy Wedlock. So thank you for coming to join us today. Thank um, you for having me. Our S2s are going to be asking some questions to you. Uh, I'm just here to sort of guide them. And we also have some wonderful P7s who are very excited from two different schools. We have some from St. John the Baptist Primary and some from St. Bride's. So would you two like to start off with your questions? What was your own favourite childhood book? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, so I um, I was always the kind of person, so I, I kind of love all genres. So I really love mysteries, fantasies, contemporaries. So I really loved kind of all of the Jacqueline Wilson books that I picked up. I also loved like kind of any fantasy series that I picked up. But the one that sticks with me, and I think it's because it's the first book I remember reading, like proper, like, I guess like grown-up book in the sense of it, it was like a proper thick book for the first time. And I think I read that, maybe I was in year three or four, and it's The Animals of Farthingwood. Um, and that really stuck with me. I really just kind of love anything from animal point of views and, um, and I think it was because I had first moved to England around that time as well. And it's like a very kind of very like kind of British environment and like British animals and you've got forests and things like that. And, and I think that just kind of really captured me. So I would say probably I always say the animals of Farthingwood um, and I reread it as an adult and I still loved it just as much. So I feel like that one held up pretty well for me. Thank you. So I wanted to ask you if you often hear from your readers and if so, what do you find that they want to talk about the most? So I guess when I first, my cat might come into focus, but when I um, first published, 
my first book in 2019 I did get to do kind of quite a few school visits but after that um, because of COVID and everything I didn't do many in-person events and so because of that I don't really I don't really like hear too much unless I do something like this um, or if I do kind of school events which I'm starting to do a little bit more of but in terms of what I think people often want to know just I think like yeah kind of what got you into writing why you want to do it um that kind of thing I guess just finding out more about what it's like to be a writer people often want to know about um yeah that seems to be kind of the main thing and I'm hoping that's because people want to do it because it's a great job (laughs) thank you very much and thank you for great questions so um are you going to be reading a bit from your book for us yes I could do that do you want me to do that now that would be great thank you great okay yes i will do that um so this is from a flash of fireflies which is kind of my latest book it came out earlier this year and just a bit of background um it's about a 12 year old hazel who moves to england um she like she's moving with her parents but they're not there with her yet uh so she's staying with her great aunt who she's never met before and attending summer school um hazel has had this issue with some fireflies who visit her and make her do these kind of really arduous tasks in a magical forest um and so i'll be reading from chapter five and it's when hazel's just arrived in england it's her first night she's really nervous and the fireflies visit her after her not having seen them for quite a while um and it's about kind of what it's like to enter this forest Um, it's a little bit creepy i think um so takes me a while of shuffling through the wardrobe to realize i've arrived halfway up a tree i recognize it at at once as familiar as my bed at home from all the other times i followed the fireflies except it's been a while now protruding from the tree's bark are long red hairs not quite as thick as an animal's but soft enough to stroke i feel a cat-like purring beneath my palms when i do and the trunk shivers rolling its wooden knots up and down in a wave it's my only comfort in the firefly forest which is what i've come to call this place with just the moonlight to break up the gloom i shuffle around the tree's limb-like branches to inspect my surroundings it responds to my movements like i'm leading us in a dance Closer up, I can see it has cuts and grazes oozing blood instead of sap, the way my hands used to when the fireflies scratched, scratched, scratched. Come down, come down, come down, three silky voices request, an echo. They start as a whisper but grow louder each time, making my skin break out in bumps and the hairs on the back of my neck stand on end. The hairs on the tree trunk and branches are on end too, like they feel the same way I do. The whispers flow through my bloodstream, drumming in my head, making my teeth chatter. For the first time, I peer through some leaves below and I can see the fireflies through them, floating above wet grass. They're bigger here, the size of my hand, and I can see their beady eyes watching me, their antennae reaching. As I climb down slowly and carefully, the tree limbs aid me, lowering a little to bridge the gap, making sure I don't slip. The trees have always looked out for me, even as I collect the fruits of their labour for the fireflies. Finally, I feel my bare feet on the grass. It's cold and wet, reminding me that in spite of the trees and their loyalty to me, this ever-moving forest belongs to the fireflies. The ground rumbles gently and makes a sound like faint snoring. The tree's life source exits in its roots beneath the ground and the fireflies have trapped them here like me. Pluck the fruit, pluck the fruit, pluck the fruit, the fireflies demand surrounding me now. It's a request they made many times before years ago, and I never knew how many pieces would satisfy them. Once it was six, two for each of them, but on one of the worst times they wanted 444. I pile up each piece of fruit until it towered over me like a mountain. It took hours and I scoured the entire periphery of the forest, worried I would run out of fruit to pluck and be stuck there forever. 
because that's the thing. I'm never allowed to return home unless I complete the Firefly's quest, and so I do. Though I've gone older since I was last here, the Firefly Forest is exactly the same, so it doesn't take long for me to fall into my familiar routine. I find the first apple, red and juicy, at the base of the tree I've just climbed down. It lifts up its roots to help me reach it. There's a second one not far away, half hidden in the grass. Like the fireflies, the apples too are bigger here than they are in the normal world, a single leaf protruding from their stems. The third and fourth hang low on branches and the fifth and sixth require some climbing. As I pluck and pluck, I hear the fireflies' requests for more, 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 buzzing through the air. Time here is measured in fruit, except I've never seen the fireflies eat any of it, so I don't know what they want with it. They just hover while I pick and pluck and dig and pile. I'm tired from all the travelling and emotions about everything changing. In one day I've been to Kuwait and England and the firefly forest, and all I want is to sleep and dream, but I know I can't leave until I'm done. By the 30th piece of fruit plucked, my insides start to squirm as panic takes over and I grit my teeth, tears spilling down my face. Ten pieces of fruit later, the fireflies release me, and I do something I've never done before. I pluck one more piece of fruit for myself and hide it in the folds of my dressing gown. Perhaps if I study it later, then I can understand why they want it so much. The forest darkens, the fireflies have gone, and when I blink, there are wardrobe doors ahead waiting for me to open them. I stumble out and place the apple on my bedside table before removing my dressing gown and crawling back into bed. Thank you so much. That was a really wonderful reading. Oh, thank you. I, I really love hearing you read. It's great. Um, I think you're like that book sounds so interesting. It's something I've not read, and that sounds amazing. And it's really there's so many images in that that I feel the same way about all of your writing. It has really great imagery. Oh, thank you. So it's really nice to hear you say some of it and hear how you would read your books. Yeah, I always, I always, I don't know if you find this, but I was always really self-conscious when I had to read in class at school because my accent's really random because I've moved around. I don't even know what my accent is. Even when I read now, I'm like, oh, I'm not very good at it, but thank you, that's really nice. I think you're very good at reading, it's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, we'd like to introduce you to our primary sevens who have some really great questions for you. Great. Okay, and our first ones today are Kirsten and Aaron. Great. Yeah, these are great pretty sevens, Kirsten and Hi. <laughs> They're from St. John the Baptist Primary, which was my old school. Oh. Um, they have some really great questions for you. So, Kirsten, would you like to start? Yeah. What, would, what inspired you to write this wonderful book? Um, so, so if, uh, I went for, so I'll talk about Flash of Fireflies. Um, so, I, I kind of came up with the idea during lockdown basically i feel like a lot of authors you probably speak to right now who've had books out this year have been like lockdown ideas um because it takes like two years for everything to kind of happen but um yeah so for me it was kind of being in lockdown and um so i have ocd which if you don't know is obsessive compulsive disorder and what it means is that you get kind of intrusive thoughts that make you kind of want to like act on so for me it's like washing my hands a lot and um, that kind of thing. So I worry about like contamination. So I wanted to write a book that was like kind of about OCD, but wasn't like directly about it. So instead of it like kind of writing about kind of hand washing, which is what I have, I kind of turned the OCD into these three fireflies, which kind of interrupt Hazel when she's kind of living her life and trying to go about her day. And they, they arrive when she's feeling particularly stressed um, and they make her go on these really awful tasks which is like really boring as well, um, which is kind of the what kind of it feels like to have OCD. So I kind of wanted to write it to show it, but also I really love fairy tales and I really love creepy stories. 
Um, and as if you've read kind of any original kind of fairy tale stories, you'll know that they are quite creepy. So I kind of wanted to put those two things together and it made this book. And yeah, and I think, I guess, particularly when you can't go anywhere, it was really nice to kind of put her in a forest and kind of like get her to kind of experience nature. Um, so yeah, that was kind of how this came about. Thank you very much. Aaron, would you like to ask your question? How did you come up with the name of the book? So because I wrote a book called A Pocket Full of Stars, my publisher said you have to write it, you have, your title has to be a something of something. And I was like, okay, right. And I was like, well, fireflies. So I'll be like a something of fireflies. And I looked up collective nouns, which also is like a theme in A Flash of Fireflies. And it isn't the collective noun for fireflies. I was like, oh, I might want like a bit of alliteration. So I think I just, I don't know when I came up with the word flash, but I think it was a combination of alliteration, Fireflies is two syllables, yeah. And I was like, okay, something with one syllable to kind of balance it. And then that's kind of what, how the title came about. Thank you very much. Um, thank you to our P7s. Thank you. And now we have two more P7s, uh, Susie Anderson and Ethan Ruddy, and they're from St. John the Baptist as well. Thank you. <laughs> and I believe their questions are specifically based on a pocket full of stars. Okay, I'll try and remember. It's been like three years now, so I, I always I have to I always forget like different characters' names. Okay, Susie, would you like to ask your question first? Yeah. In the book A Pocket Full of Stars, which character is your favourite or most similar to you? Oh, I would say I'm quite fond of Amina because she is quite imperfect and even as an adult, like she kind of grows up to not really know what the right thing to do is um so i do think i'm yeah i think there's something about her that i'm drawn to as for whether she's similar to me probably because i can get like really annoyed easily and angry at things really easily so probably a bit like her um, and also because she moved to england when she was younger and that's a similar experience to me then i also am quite similar to sophia um <clears throat> who she, she gets angry too, all my characters tend to, um, but she is probably a lot more introverted and likes to kind of be at home, which is also me. So I think I, they're both, I would say they're both like different sides of my personality split into two characters. Um, but yeah, I think I just have a soft spot for Amina. Thank you very much, Ethan. In the book A Pocket Full of Stars, are any of the characters based on people you know? Um, yeah, so well, I kind of said that those two are like similar to kind of different parts of who I am. Um, I, I try really hard not to base a character on any one person, um, particularly if they don't do very nice things. Um, but I often characters are based off like real interactions with um, people I've had. So I take bits of personalities and put them into a character. So, you know, like the character of Elle who is, you know, maybe quite judgmental, but also has her own stuff going on um, and is trying really hard to fit in. And so is not being very nice to her friend as a result. Like that will be kind of just experiences throughout my life. And it wasn't just school. I think even as, a, as an adult, you come across that kind of dynamic with people. And then same with kind of the kids at school that aren't being very nice. It would be a combination of people I've met at school, but also as an adult. So it's never one person, but it's like that kind of trait that I see in people, especially if it crops up more than once. I'm like, that's obviously something that probably a lot of other people will have experienced. So yeah, never one person, but it's like a patchwork. Great, thank you very much. Thank you, Gigi. Okay. Thank uh, you. 
We have no two from St. Braid's Primary. Right. We have Clara and Noelle Marina. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Clara, would you like to ask your question first? Yeah. And um, so when we were in class, the vocabulary in your book makes us really think about and understand how the character feels. How do you decide upon this vocabulary? Oh, interesting. So the thing is, I don't know if I think when I first wrote, especially a pocket full of stars, I don't know if I really thought about writing too much. I think I just like wrote a voice and it was, I think when you write first person as well, for anyone interested, for me, I find it easier to get into a character's head when I'm writing first person, because it's almost like you're writing a diary for them. Um, and so I don't actively think about it too much. I just sort of let it come out. That's really unhelpful, but I think that Maybe that's kind of the way to make it most natural. And then when you go over edits, sometimes I do really struggle with uh, making my characters sound like they're my age. And so when you go through edits, you're like, okay, you need to kind of work on bits and pieces here and um, kind of like what it would be from her point of view. Not make the characters too self-aware as well, because when you're living through an experience, you're not really aware of how it's affecting you until after. And so it's about kind of balancing kind of them kind of responding to the experience as it's happening without being like too aware of how it's going to affect them in the long term but then also yeah wanting them to be reflective at the same time so i would say when i first write i don't think about it i just let the words come out and then when i edit i'll work with an editor to kind of help me kind of just just hit the right tone with things um but yeah thank you i like for saying that um it's yeah it's something i really care about is writing how characters feel thank you Amazing. Um, in A Pocket Full of Stars, in Chapter 5, you explain the different fairy groups, Earth, Water, Wind and Fire. Can you explain why you think wind is the most important? Oh, interesting. So that was based on, thinking back now to why I came up with it, it was based on, um, so my husband plays a particular video game uh, where you've got like uh, different people have like different um, jobs in the group. and there's always one position that nobody wants to do because it's the one that doesn't like really get all the glory. Um, and I, I'm, I'm always, I really like an underdog and I, I really like the people who aren't necessarily like at the front, like getting all of like the glory for things, but are the ones in a group who are like maybe in the background and they don't get a lot of credit, but like, you know, that actually they're carrying things. And that was kind of what it was for me was that I wanted it to be like, the group that's not necessarily like in your face like the person in the position in the team that's not necessarily the one that's like in your face and that for me is kind of always the people I'm most drawn to in general um and yeah so that was kind of my thinking behind that amazing thank you very much thank you to you too and we have our two last pupils two more from St Bride's Primary right um Kaya and Austin hi <laughs> Kaya would you like to ask your question first is this a true story or is it to remind kids that adults are just trying to help but also teaching parents to think about how they handle these situations? So is this for a pocket full of stars or a flash of fireflies? A pocket full of stars. A pocket full of stars. Um, so uh, it's got like bits of things that have kind of happened to me uh, but I wouldn't say it's like entirely true story like it's mostly uh, fictional but it's kind of based on like experiences and I feel like in that book especially I think I do this quite a lot in my books where 
I'm not very nice to the adult characters. Um, they're not like they make a lot of mistakes, but I think because when I was a kid, I always thought that adults must be right about everything. And I thought that, uh, yeah, that they were just right. But actually adults make a lot of mistakes. Um, they're not always right. Um, and I guess for my characters, the biggest barriers for them in their lives are like the adults and the adults kind of letting them do what they want to do. Um, and I think that's the thing is like when you are a kid and adults are basically in charge of what you can do, but sometimes they don't do things very well. And so, yeah, I kind of like to kind of explore a bit of that um, and show that adults can be flawed, but that actually I think it's important to apologize when you're wrong, um, no matter what age you are. Um, and yeah, so it's like everybody is, I like to write just basically people who have a lot of flaws because we all do. Amazing, thank you. And Austin? What tips would you give a young author? Um, so I would say kind of just start off by reading as much as you want. Don't put too much pressure on it, but definitely like read, um, particularly the sorts of things that you think you want to write and figure out what it, what you think you want to write. Um, one thing that I always try to do is like, and once you get in this headspace, it start, it's hard to get out of it. So every time I do anything, I think, oh, that like could be a little kind of bit of inspiration for a story. Um, and it can be something as simple as, trying to think what did I do the other day so we lit our fire in the fireplace we had a fireplace and we got to lit a fire for the first uh, time this year and as we were doing it I was like I need to remember the crackling sound I was like it cra fires crackle more than I thought and I was like I need to remember that so that if I'm writing like a fire that I and then I was like looking at how the flames went up and the sound of the chimney and I thought okay I need to remember this because these are like little details that I wouldn't have thought about had I not like seen it in front of me and like tried to do it um, and that sounds really silly but it's like basically just paying attention to like the details of things and like especially with your senses so I did this I wrote um a story a series uh which started off in the ocean. And I would literally just stand in front of the sea and watch the waves, think about what does it smell like from here? What does it sound like? And really try and capture all of those things. So I think with paying attention into the finer details of everything and keeping a notebook and writing just things that you find inspirational down. So I remember once I wrote like I saw I passed a river and I saw like a plant kind of coming out of it and it looked like hands. So I was like, plant looks like hands in river something like that and it's like that could be the start of maybe a monster or maybe somebody who's lost you know it like prompts you to think of like a story idea around it so definitely like read and keep reading sometimes i don't want to read so i would say if you're like oh do you know what i've done enough reading i need a break from it which i often do during the holidays watch tv and film play video games i get inspiration for all of those um and yeah keep a notebook and just write down things that you kind of cross like in your daily life um that kind of inspires you for a story or just helps you with like little descriptions when the time comes thank you very much thank you thank you so it's been really nice talking to you it's been great talking to you thank you and letting our primary sevens and our second years ask you some great questions. I've really enjoyed it. I think it's been a learning experience for everyone. I especially love what you said about your vocabulary. I thought that was very helpful. Oh, thank you. Right. Um, and I found it very interesting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. You've been great. It was super well organised. I feel like you could, you should all be on live TV and you would do it better than you kind of usually see it. Like it's really well done. Thank you.
<laughs> thank you and thank you this has been really great thank you for inviting me i'm like i'm honored <laughs> bye so we hope you enjoyed listening to that fantastic interview with aisha bushby we are sure her latest book a flash of fireflies will have flown straight to the top of your christmas list she was such an interesting guest and we learned so much about her writing process especially her use of vocabulary which i find very good all that remains to say is to wish you and your families a wonderful Christmas time. Here's hoping you awaken to stockings filled with enough books to keep you entertained until next Christmas. The best present you could give us this year would be to spread the word about the Reading Cafe podcast and you'll fill us with even more Christmas cheer if you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Audible. Make sure you subscribe and don't miss any episodes and keep reading. <laughs>